Welcome to E-Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's the Z-Scoop back again, E-Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 259. Today we'll be talking about TV, including The Terminalist, Resident Evil, Miss Marvel, Big Brother 24, and The Challenge USA. Movies including Elvis, Valley of the Dead, and Spiderhead. And as always, the week in sports, the week in Funko and collecting, weekly Star Wars moment, and our weekly random movie and song recommendations. But before I go any further, he's ready to go to the NBA Summer League in Vegas next year. It's the Nez! Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? We are back. Oh, man. Uh, I tried to get in what I could. I usually crank out tons of movies, but I did make it to the theater to see one. And then I watched, well, I actually watched two on Netflix or no, one on Netflix and the other one was on HBO Max. But I looked at the For some reason, I thought it was new. It came out last year. But so I was like, oh, I didn't even finish it. But I am going to go back. Um, uh, the, the Night House. Uh, it was interesting. It was kind of sad in the beginning. But um, let me finish it. And then I'll, I'll come back and let you guys know what I thought about it. But. Um, so, uh, real quick though, uh, it's uh, ten days in Vegas. You got ten days in you? Or are we just going to do the uh, the meaty beginning? <laughs> I don't know. You got to pick the game. I don't know what game we're going to. <laughs> uh, each team plays uh, five, so it's well, spread across it's ten days. Yeah, I, I assume I one of the Warriors won. <laughs> yeah, obviously I want to see the Warriors, and if we do go next year, the hot ticket. Uh, this kid from France, Victor Webmanyama, whoever he ends up with, he's most likely going to be the number one pick. He's this uh, over seven foot dude, uh, got all the ball skills, can do it all, can shoot threes. There's a guy like that this year, Chet Holmgren, but uh, this Victor Webmanyama is supposed to be on another level. So he's going to be the hot ticket next summer. <laughs> well, I'm only going whatever you want to go to because I know nothing about any of these these gentlemen, right? Um, is it just the dudes or, or is it the gals though. as well? It's just the guys, and it is mostly the freshly drafted players. So it's your new players, it's your second year players sometimes that are just uh, making sure they're good to go and ready for this league. They usually pretty much dominate, and then it's guys who haven't made it but are really trying hard. This is their shot to try to, if not make it in the league, to make it into the developmental G League, which is like the minor league of the NBA. So um, it's an interesting mix to see. And especially uh, that first weekend is very buzzy. Um, why it's actually kind of exciting as a hoop head, not just to see these young players, but it's become an event where like, pretty much the whole NBA community comes out. You see everybody from LeBron and Carmelo to, you know, Draymond Green of the Warriors. And you see everybody left and right. And then like uh, the entertainment world, people that are into basketball, they're out there for it. It's really like 
if you're a diehard hoops fan, like it's become like a destination. <laughs> mm, okay. Well, I assume Warriors, so oh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever Warriors one. Whoever uh, whoever gets uh, cool draft picks. Because, yeah, it's going to be a good draft. Not only Victor Webman Jama, but there's a couple guys uh, in the uh, G League Ignite, the G League. Um, interestingly, yeah. And then, like, um, there's somebody uh, in another league, too. It's crazy. Like, next year, they project as the first year where we might not have a guy that went to college go like in the top five draft picks. So it just goes to show like how basketball is changing. But anyways. <laughs> well, we're already in sports, man. What else you got? Cause I got nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, for me, it's mainly been this uh, the last 10 days. We're at the end right now. Interestingly, uh, the way they do this is just by record. And it's mainly, it, it is just like a, it's a time, a summer league, for teams to see what they got as far as uh, youthful guys and these prospects guys that are trying to make it in the league. Um, so the way they do it is by record. And what happened was uh, the teams with the best record, the Knicks and the Blazers, they played today. That's, so they set that up because they had the best record through the first few set of games. And they played for what was equivalently the championship. They even gave them for the first time ever uh, summer league championship rings. So the Portland Trailblazers are your uh, summer league champions this year. What's interesting is they've been crowned champions, yet games continue. The Warriors are playing as we speak. They're playing, uh, I think, yeah, the Wizards here. So they do it a little different, but, uh, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> and these are all just the bench dudes or? it's Yeah, like I said, it's the bench dudes. It's For the most part, it's young players, like for the Warriors. Uh, both our rookies last year, the seven pick and the 14 pick, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, they're already NBA champions, but yeah, uh, they came out, uh, James Wiseman going into his third year. He's an NBA champion, but he didn't play a second for us last year. He was injured all year long. So it's good to see him out in summer league, getting some play. He looks good. So, uh, interestingly, uh, that's kind of where we go from here. It's interesting. We have our, we have our champions, our proven guys, our starting five, Steph, Clay, Dre, Looney, and Wiggins. They're all, you know, solidified. And then interestingly on the bench, we got uh, Jordan Poole, uh, young player, but uh, really stepped up this last year, huge for us. Uh, a new guy, Dante DiVincenzo. And then the other three spots are these, the second-year players, Moody and uh, Kaminga, and then, yeah, the third-year player, Wiseman. So it's interesting how the Warriors, we, we, we do have this timeline of where they say they want to stay good. And you've got your elders, you know, Steph, Clay, and Dre are uh, 34 ish i think so you know they still got a few years left but they're definitely getting up there and then you've got the youth movement the guys that are you know coming behind pool kaminga wiseman and moody so um it's been interesting to see them here um they've looked good in spurts but this is all about development a lot of times it really even isn't even about winning the game like the teams just want to see how guys perform like you know, of course, yeah, win the game, great. But, like, teams aren't like, 
we must win. It's actually more about just playing different guys and seeing who can do what. So uh, the Warriors are actually one in three here in uh, in uh, Summer League, and this is the last game. They're a 42-37 at halftime. They're doing a baby race right now. I don't know if you've seen those. They do those at sporting events. Uh, but very funny, uh, one baby is like, sprinting away hard she's going hard and a lot of the other babies don't want to go they just go back to the the first parent (laughs) this will this one baby she destroyed your competition number six this is all on the court yeah because it's halftime oh well i hope they clean the courts before let these babies go crawling oh yeah no they 100 percent do they 100 percent do they're always wiping it down cleaning it and yeah before these gay babies come out i've seen it like yeah they make it super sanitary for them so but not surprisingly uh pretty much all the babies didn't want to race they just turned around to the first parent (laughs) no but one baby it. sprinted hard to the other parent. <laughs> they were like, nah, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to spin this, though, into something we were texting about. I heard a rumor that uh, one of the owners of the Warrior, uh, Joe Lacob, has a interest in buying the Oakland A's. And uh, he would be keeping it in Oakland. I know you said there's some, you know, obviously there's ups to it. There's downs to it that, uh, you know, obviously you want them in Oakland. But uh, if they do get that new stadium, which if Lakeup gets the team, they 100% will do that. He's one guy not afraid to spend money. I was texting you as far as it comes with the Warriors. In the league, if you go over a certain amount of paying, they tax you. The league taxes you. And right now, based on what we pay our players, we pay more in tax than we actually do salary. We pay something like 212, 220 mil to the players. And then like another 260, 270 mil just in taxes. So they, and they've said multiple times, they don't care. They'll, they'll pay that. So uh, that actually, if he does bring that to the A's, that could change them as a team pretty much forever because forever they've been known as that team. They made the movie. Moneyball, where you know what they do is they try to you know spend as efficient as possible, and then when a guy gets good, they trade him, they 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 give him away for more pieces. That's the idea with Moneyball. A different kind of Moneyball would be what uh, I think Lakeup would bring. He would be he would want to be like the Dodgers, like the Yankees, and he would pay to make sure the A's were good. So. That could be cool for you. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I don't want to get all like, super duper excited. And then, no, uh, sorry. Uh, we're still going to Vegas. See ya. So I'm just going to. I doubt he would do that because he has the Warriors right there. I don't know if that would make sense for him to be splitting it like that. To yeah. Send him to Vegas. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I know. I mean, it's. Other than keeping them there, it's the stadium issue. Because apparently right. we have the worst stadium in the That's uh, what they say. MLB. <laughs> yep. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know who's co- second. I don't even know who's second worst. I always just hear it's that one, sadly. I don't know. I've only been to a handful. And I can tell you, I mean, it's, it's for me, for being there, 
it was awesome. I was glad I got to go to two games there, and I, I will go back. But uh, shout out or uh, don't get mad at me, all you uh, Chicago Cubs fans. Um, Wrigley Field, man, it's it was rough. <laughs> it was yes, it's rough. I mean, I'm not a tall guy, um, but it was like they need to update those seats and they need to. I don't know. That that was my only issue. I mean, other than it's a it's a historical stadium and everything, those seats were not good, man. It was like because uh, I went with Mike and he was his knees were jamming into the into the front seat and right. I was like, well, I I can I mean, you're tall too, so you might yep, your yep. knees might be you have to sit sideways. Um, I sat way up at the top, the very top, and I sat down on the lower level, so. I mean, and as far as those seats being right in front of those uh, steel beams, I uh, oh. I don't know. I don't think those tickets are any cheaper. But if you're sitting right there, you got to move, look around <laughs> that, that big beam. But well, that being said, that was my only issue were the seats is that they were just, but they were built a long time ago. So I mean, if they if they were to upgrade those seats. Um, who, who knows? Maybe they did, but I, I don't know. I just think they need, they need to do something about that. But I'm not saying that that's it's a shitty stadium. That was my only issue, were were those right. seats. Um, Fenway was cool. Yankee Stadium. That was, it was pretty new when I first went there, and it was awesome. Uh, the other field in Chicago uh, where the White Sox play. That was a nice stadium. They just told me as soon as the game's over, get the hell out of there, and I did. <laughs> um. Where else? Uh, Petco. Uh, is it still Petco in San Diego? Uh, well, whatever San Diego is now. I yeah, whatever think. it is. That's a that's a nice stadium. We didn't see a game. Well, we kind of saw a game that I first know. hotel. We looked out and we were from the balcony. Uh, that's yeah. as close as we got to the Padres. But uh, we've been in there for many things. When we yep. saw 300. Field. Yeah, yep. we sat in the first deck to watch 300. Um, yeah, Comic Con's coming up uh, this week, everyone. So all you that are going, I may and may Shut not out. be there. Uh, I don't, I don't know yet. So don't. Uh, I can't wait to get back with the pass and everything. And yeah, so that's gonna uh, be great. I'm hoping I get to go. Um, uh, I don't know yet, but uh, we'll see. But yeah, we've been in there. Uh, I've been in Candlestick. That's. It gone, was junky. Yeah. It's gone, but it was <laughs> junky. Uh, the new stadium for San Francisco is cool. Uh, That's changed else? names a million times now. I don't even know what it's called right now. Maybe AT&T. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Where oh, and that baby? Yeah. That baby, uh, they gave it a huge trophy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now they got to get it home on the plane. Um, <laughs> what other stadiums have I been to? Uh, both in Chicago, Yankee, Fenway. Oh, Fenway was awesome. I can't remember if I said that or not. That was cool. Um, new Yankee or old Yankee? I went to the new one. Okay. That was nice. It was really nice in there. Uh, I sat up on the very top and somewhere in the middle. Uh, but as far as, yeah, as far as stadiums, those are the ones that I've been to. I mean, ours in the greatest part of town. Um, I've sat on first deck a handful of times. I don't know what they consider it, why it's junky. I mean, it's, 
it is what it is. That big eyesore, Mount Davis, which they don't need anymore. <laughs> um, I don't know, but I'm hearing that the uh, the sewage system or whatever down in the dugouts and all that is no good. I've uh, heard. They're all saying, it smells like shit down there. I mean, I've I've sat closer there. I never smell nothing, but then I'm not sitting in the dugout. Um, I don't know. It's our stadium. It's it's our team. Um, We're going to root no matter what, and we're going to go no matter what. But I don't know. I I don't know what all you fuckers want. But um, if they get Lakeham, if they get Lakeham, you guys are about to uh, turn into the new uh, Yankees and Dodgers. You're about to start spending. You're about to start getting some uh, some big time players. We've had we've had Hall of Famers. They all start in Oakland and then they leave. Then they go. Yeah, they send them out. <laughs> majority it's of them all with a majority of all in my lifetime all went to New York. Right. Uh, Ricky, Reggie, uh, Giambi. Those you guys know. went. Yep. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, no, he went to Boston. The dude no. that went to the the dude that went to the Astros. Yeah, yeah. Riddick, Riddick, he went there. Yeah. Oh, Johnny Damon, he, I think he went to Boston right after Boston. us. Boston, yeah. Then he went to New York. Um, I mean, the list goes on. We've had a ton of people. I mean, the biggest ones for me were Reggie and Ricky Henderson. Oh, um, yeah. McGuire went to St. Louis, but um, he is still my one of my all-time favorite baseball players. Uh, did well, he juice? Yeah, c- compared to uh, <laughs> go, uh, what's his name? Was, yeah, incredible. Uh, <laughs> Sammy Sosa. Nuts? No, what's his nuts? Um, Jose Canseco and his book came out. Oh, right. <laughs> Uh, Jose, man, he's down in Vegas. I think he's got like the Pete Rose thing. He can't be at anything. Will they ever put him in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. If anything, no. they better put uh, Pete Rose in there first. He was just gambling. That's he wasn't crazy. doing. Yeah. He wasn't doing drugs or nothing. Come on, but that's one uh, Jose. Of those things weird. It's like the the just the vibe on him. The the writers and whatnot. They hold a grudge against him or something. I was mad at Jose. <laughs> yeah, him too. I was mad at Jose Jose Canseco when all this was going on, and he got like uh, too big headed, uh, too big for his britches. But I watched him in one of those reality shows, like Celebrity, whatever. I don't know when they live got celebrities and live in this house. I can't remember what it was called, but he was cool. He was really laid back, and he was himself. And then I started following him on Twitter and everything. And he seems nice. I had the opportunity to go meet him at this. Um, he was doing a little uh, sports signing thing at this mall. I said, like, "Dang, you sunk to that level! You got to go sign sign autographs in a you mall." Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, I mean, if I ever meet him, I, I just at least want to sign baseball or something. Uh, I don't know how much he charges, but I'll pay it. Yeah, um, but you know, the interesting thing with Barry Bonds is, uh, as much as people. Uh, come at him for for what he did he you know he's never admitted to doing it and uh, i don't know i think some people actually hold that against him more they might forgive him if he would admit it but yeah he's never admitted any wrongdoing (laughs) um i don't know i mean if he did he did and and i'm not gonna hate him for it i'm i'll still give him his props I mean, same thing like McGuire. Did he? But he, he finally said he did. But I didn't. I'm not yeah. gonna hate him. I still love Mark McGuire. He was still awesome before he was all huge and big. But right. it's all right. So I mean, I'm I'm all right with it. 
But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But um, P. Rose, that didn't bother me with embedding and everything. But as far as him kicking out and he could never attend anything, because he should have been in the Hall of Fame a long time ago. But right. I I don't know. I'm not I'm not running. If I took over, I tell okay, Pete, you can come in. Barry, Mark, all you guys, yeah, come on. Everyone probably hate me for it, but I'm, I would get on the. Yeah. I don't care what you guys think. These were my idols when I was growing up. You deserve to be here. If you don't think so, stop watching baseball. Yeah, that McGuire Sosa summer is by far and away the one of the most memorable. They have a. a Thirty for thirty for it. I think it's on Disney Plus right now too. Uh, like Long Gone Summer, I think it's called. That if you haven't seen that, I highly recommend checking out. Just because, like, I remember. I don't know if you do, but I remember how crazy it was. Everybody, it didn't matter if you're a baseball fan or not. Everybody was talking about McGuire and Sosa because they were both going to take down the home run record that summer. Like everybody was talking about it, and they were going. Back and forth, Sammy would hit one, then McGuire would hit two, and then Sammy would hit two. And it was like, it was crazy. And yeah, I'd have everybody talking. I remember that summer. That was before the internet, too, you know? I mean, the internet was around, but it wasn't like a normal, everyday household thing. <laughs> what happened to Sammy? Did he get the, the vitiligo, like Michael? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went, uh, he went pale, like Mike. I'm looking at pictures and I was like, damn, he was darker than me. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> I don't know why he did that. Uh, to, each, to each his own. You got the money to do it, go for it. I mean I, I was I was just I'm clicking around on YouTube and then, I don't know what brought it up, but there was showing all these uh stars that had like crappy um plastic surgery done to themselves. I was some of them I didn't even know who they were, but the the few that I did know, I was like, "Whoa, what happened?" Yeah, I I don't know. I was watching this other thing one time, and they were saying that it's something in in their head that they just have to either try to stay young or right. just don't don't like how they look, so they keep just going and going and going. And I'm like, ooh, it just. I don't know. I mean, like, you what's make your name? yourself look worse? You make yourself look worse. That's the crazy part. Yeah, if they <laughs> be so look, much better off without. Yeah, I. I mean, just just get old. I mean, yeah, I mean, like Madonna. So I, much better without Madonna. I love you. I'll always love you, no matter what. But oh my God, man, she's she's doing that to herself too. Her face. Yeah. Just, I'm like, I mean, I still love her, but. I'm like, damn, Madonna, come on, <laughs> what's right. happening here? Again, if you want, if you do that, I mean, go for it, man. That that's your prerogative. I'm not, I'm not knocking you. It may sound like it is, but I'm not. Uh, I've always said this. I ain't the greatest looking guy in the world, but I don't have that money burning a hole in my pocket to <laughs> to do anything. But I mean, for those of you that that are listening, if you did get it and you because you needed it for whatever reason, oh yeah, uh, that's be it be it an accident or whatever, yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's fine. Completely but different. Yeah. I, yeah, but when these guys just that one lady kept she could just kept transforming herself, and now she looks like a cat. Um, I don't know what her name is, but I was like, whoa, what happened? I mean, I don't know. It always yeah. reminded me of that scene in, um, if you guys saw uh, John Carpenter's Escape from L.A., uh, when they go, when uh, Snake Plissken gets uh, captured by these um, 
these guys in Beverly Hills and they go see the doctor and the doctors by the, the legend and awesome uh, Bruce Campbell. He's a plastic surgeon and everybody in there looks crazy with their plastic surgery faces. <laughs> it yeah. always reminds me of that. But yeah, it's just it's just crazy. But how yeah. do we get on this topic? <laughs> well, Sammy Sosa. <laughs> right. <laughs> what is that on? You said on uh, Disney Plus? It's on Disney Plus, uh, ESPN Plus. Yeah, Long Gone Summer. It's about that summer where the the home run competition the record between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. And a lot of it is it's actually such a, a cool documentary because it doesn't lean on you know, the eventuality of it, how everybody was like, oh man, they were juicing. But it it like tunes into like how crazy and how fun that summer was and how the back and forth it was and how everybody was talking about it, everybody was buzzing. That's the thing about it that stood out for me. I remember uh, talking to like non-baseball fans about it. It was a thing. It was like front page news, like the McGuire Sosa, McGuire adds two more, you know, Sosa plays today, three (laughs) o'clock. Yeah, it was just, it's hard to like ever imagine anything like that happen again. And maybe it will, but at the time, I think another thing that I, this is another thing I forgot. It was coming off of one of the lockouts. So people weren't feeling good about baseball. And this was like a feel good story. This like brought people like, back to baseball in a way because it was coming off the one of their lockouts where they were gone for a while when did they throw all this on disney plus and what is it all on i just just put in 30 for 30 it just recently happened i think because of this one the summer and two um like you know summer league basketball and stuff like I've seen since I've been watching a bunch of this, they keep advertising all the basketball ones that are on there. Uh, this magic moment, which I re- recommended last time, uh, the, the Lakers, uh, Celtics one, uh, who's yeah. I hate Christian Leitner. Who's he? That's about Duke's Christian Leitner. And that's just, it's more about like, was he good? That's why they hate him, or was he? Yes, is there a reason? He was good. He was good. He was white in basketball, where there aren't that many white players, and <laughs> he represented Duke, which Duke is seen as a villainous college basketball t- uh, team. If you like pretty much anybody else, if you like UCLA, if you like Cal, if you like uh, North Carolina, if you like Texas, if you like Kentucky, everybody is against Duke and Christian Leitner represents Duke and they were, they were good. They went to, uh, they won national championships. Um, but yeah, and it, I don't know. It was just like, he also, uh, he was third in the draft where it was uh, Shaquille O'Neal was the first pick in the draft that year. And then Alonzo morning. And then it was, uh, Christian Leitner, but uh, they chose Christian Leitner for the first dream team. He's on. He was on that first classic dream team, and Shaq and Alonzo weren't, which is crazy when you think about it, especially Shaq. Uh, morning, for that matter, too. But, yeah, Leitner was on the dream team, 
but uh, those guys weren't. So it's kind of like that. And what's what's funny about it is Leitner's in in that doc, and uh, I, it's it's sports, so whatever. It's like not a spoiler, but he in the documentary ends with him saying like, he's like, yeah, I guess I hate Christian Leitner. <laughs> okay. Uh, any other sports? No, I think we're good to move on. All right. Now we're going to kick it off with TV. Uh, yeah. Miss Marvel. All six episodes are up. Uh, the last uh, episode was No Normal. Um, we'll get to that in a second and why it was called Normal, normal in my opinion. But uh, as far as the series itself, I've said this. I said it last week. I, at that point, we were only up to five episodes. But this series was awesome. Uh, I yeah. still need to go back and finish um, the other, that other one with Poe Dameron. Uh, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. I need to go I back love, and finish that. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I was reading some other things, and this, a lot of people feel like me on that one, but we'll get to that. Well, well let me finish it, and then I'll, I'll come talk about it. Well, n- let me tell you this then, too, because uh, I highly recommend it to Joel. He was a huge fan of Mr. Robot, and I said, you're going to love it. It's Marvel's Mr. Robot. He didn't love it either. So you're definitely it's Joel. I mean, he, he don't like a lot of stuff. So he I don't I, like I a lot, but I can't I was trust shocked him because he loves he loves Mr. Robot. And I was like, this is Marvel's Mr. Robot. That's him. <laughs> so that's what I've been telling people. I uh, They ask me about Moon Knight. I tell them I love it. But uh, my two closest friends, they don't like it at all. So <laughs> take that for what you will. My brother Joel, I love you. You know that. I'll do anything for you, but I don't know. I can't trust him sometimes. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, yeah, Miss Marvel, uh, if I got to give it a grade, uh, shout out to the geeks. I'm going to give this a hero because this series was awesome. I did not, like I said last week, I did not want it. I was like, uh, it's just another uh, kid Marvel show like the Runaways. Uh, one of my friends could, he goes, you might have to go back and rewatch it because he liked it. I was like, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll see. I finished one season. I finished one season. Of there, how was that? I There's only like got to like the first two episodes, and I was like, Egh. There's like What's two that? or three. Yeah, I oh, will how? say like the end of the first season was cool in that uh, they did a little iconic. Um, they all ran down this alley towards the camera, runaway style. It looked really cool. <laughs> <laughs> but Miss Marvel, like awesome. Running. Uh, Iman Vellani, I think that's how you say her name. She played Kamala Khan. She knocked this character out of the park. From now on, she yep. is Miss Marvel, no matter how old right. she gets. And of course, she's going to get older as, as we go along. But she is Miss Marvel. From here on out until I guess they find somebody else to, to her age range. But anyway, uh, for those of you that don't know what this Miss Marvel Kamala Khan is a superhero with a fan with imagination, uh, particularly when it comes to Captain Marvel. Kamala feels like she doesn't fit in the school and sometimes even at home. That is until she is she gets superpowers like the heroes she's looked up to. Uh, Disney Plus, it's all six episodes. This is in the MCU. Um but yes, this this was awesome. Uh, I loved it. Every every character in it was cool. Um, I even liked uh, what's her nuts when because she was part of the uh, the Department of Damage Control, the the DODC. 
uh, what the hell was her name? Sadie Deaver. That was the name, but uh, Alyssa Reiner. I think that was her name, her real name. But uh, it was cool. This is all in uh, the 616. Uh, look up Earth 616 for those of you that, that don't know and have any idea what I'm talking about. Uh, it's too much to explain. Um, but it's just another part of uh, the Marvel Universe. But anyway, uh, straight out of Jersey. So it's cool. I like uh, that they did that. But I still, even uh, one of my friends, he was like, Okay, this is in the MCU, but when does it take place? Do you know? Uh, no, but I did see a, a thing, and I was like, like I said, like some things like surprised me. The fact that, like, uh, I guess I told you this, I think, last episode that I saw like an official timeline thing, and that uh, Multiverse of Madness happens technically, I guess, before Hawkeye and Moon Knight. So. That's interesting. <laughs> I had to look up where does this take place. And it just sent me to everything you need to know. Uh, where does Miss Marvel fall in the MCU timeline? Miss Marvel takes place roughly a year or two after the events of Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess that yeah. you get that from the beginning and the way they're talking at the con and whatnot. Okay. Um,. Which, yeah, since I remember when I did my first review, you hadn't seen it at that point. Um, yeah, did you notice the guy on stage running the cosplay contest? That's uh, the head of, uh, like, Marvel social media. And, like, you can always see him at the Comic-Con booth. I was telling the story that uh, the one year with the Star-Lord hoodie and the Rocket Raccoon hoodie that I got and the... Captain America hoodie. He like hooked me up with all those. Mm, okay. Yeah. So Miss cool. uh, uh, Marvel is expected to make her MCU big screen debut in the Marvels, a film slated for the 2023 release that follows superheroes Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and Monica Rambeau, who is introduced in WandaVision. All right. Okay. So this is after uh, Endgame. So let's knock that question out. Uh, for those of you don't, that aren't familiar with Ms. Marvel, she, she in the books, she was uh, a part of the Inhumans. But since um, that show got erased and I wasn't a part of the MCU, I, I think it is because they threw it in um, Doctor Strange. Uh, what's his nuts? Um, if we get more, I hope we get more. We got to bring them in at some point. Just. If you use the same characters, I, I, I don't know what they're doing. But well, um, you know what they're making here, though, right? Did you, you heard the music at the end, right? Like yes. Uh, certain... Spoilers. Spoiler alerts, okay. everybody. Um, this <laughs> this was based. This was um, again, like I said, in the Inhumans. But if you are familiar with the the whole Marvel universe in a whole, even the old. Marvel stuff, not, I don't think quite the X, not X Men, the uh, Fantastic Four yet. But you heard the music to X Men, and one of those guys said, "Like I think he said, like no more mutants or something like that, or you're a mutant." I can't remember exactly no, he what said, he told her. He said, he said that he was look, he was looking at her uh, genes or DNA or whatever, and he said that there was a mutation, which yeah. was like, oh, mutant, mutants. <laughs> so she could be. X-Men. Maybe she goes to uh, uh, Professor X's school for mutants or whatever. So I don't know. We'll see on how that goes. But um, the very, very end, 
when when we see uh, Kamala laying in a room, she's already in her Miss Marvel outfit that her mom made for her. She's laying there on her bed, and then she kind of uh, her I can't remember what they call it, a little bracelet thing, but it starts uh, glowing and everything. She looks at it, and then she gets sucked. It looks like she disappears in this like time warp. And then there's a hole in the closet over, and then all of a sudden, uh, Captain Marvel stands up. I'm glad that her hair's long because I didn't like the short hair. Uh, Brie Larson is, <laughs> yeah, Carol Danvers, Brie Larson. She she popped up when she popped up. I was like, ah! Hey, everybody, I liked Captain Marvel. I don't know what you guys all wanted, but and I didn't care what she said during all the pressing. I don't care. It was I thought it was a good movie, but anyway, at first I was thinking. Did she, did Kamala uh, transform into Captain Marvel? Because in the, in the, ser- in the series, a comic series, uh, No Normal, which this last episode was titled, um, in the No Normal, in the no, uh, no Normal run in the, in the comic books, she was, she be, she, um, excuse me, I'm trying to get, getting overexcited. She transformed into Ms. Marvel or Captain Marvel, but right. she knew it was her and she had, her powers and everything in, in the story. Um, so I was, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. And then, but then once uh, uh, Captain Marvel started looking around the room and seeing pictures of her all over the wall, I'm like, oh, okay, that's, she didn't transform. Like a I think swap that, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like they swapped. Swap spots. Yeah. So uh, I thought that was cool. I, I got excited for a minute. I was, I thought she, um, uh, transformed into her, and I was like, "Oh shit!" But uh, it wasn't. You can clearly see. I, I had to watch that ending scene a, a few times. I was yeah, like, I, did too. I did too. I said, "Nah, she's looking around." <laughs> so, but um, that was so, cool. Yeah, as far as X Men goes, I've also got a scoop for you. I saw while scrolling around, uh, you know, from Top Gun Maverick. You know, basically the the rival in that movie, the the equivalent of Iceman. You know that guy. What was his name? I don't even remember his name. He was the asshole in it. Um, yeah. Something you know man. Well, something man. Uh, I can't remember. Let's see if I can find another thing while I say this. But anyways, that guy, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, while I find out his uh, uh, his name and his call sign. Hangman. Yeah, Glenn so it was Powell. something man. Uh, Glenn Powell is the actor. Uh, it's rumored uh, he's going to be playing Cyclops, Scott Summers. Uh, mm, you don't I like don't it? <laughs> I don't like him. So <laughs> all I'm going to see is Hangman. Yeah. Can you see him as Cyclops, though? No. Because the picture name? that everybody's throwing around is he had sunglasses when he was playing the beach volleyball. So they're like, oh, look, Cyclops. No. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's the rumor. <laughs> that's just a rumor. It'll probably be true. Everyone, that's how everyone gets. Uh, no, what's his name? Is uh, Cyclops? Uh, James? Um, what's his nuts? Yeah, Barsden. Yeah, wasn't he in uh, Sonic? <laughs> yeah, he was. Was. He was. Yeah, yeah, he was. Did you see the second one yet? I haven't, and it's. All I haven't Paramount. either. I, yeah, it's on Paramount. I just there. didn't watch it. <laughs> Yep. Same. <laughs> yeah. Well, watch it, and we'll talk about it next week. I, I haven't watched yeah, it yet, so definitely. we'll check it out. But yeah, yeah it's it's a new movie. 
It came out this year. And that first movie was hella good. So Surprisingly. Uh, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah. yeah, overall, Miss Marvel, I thought it was amazing. Um, anything else to throw in there? Uh no. I did love it too. I'm glad we finally got it. This was a series that was actually supposed to come out last year and it got bumped into this year, but uh yeah, so be it. I guess it actually makes sense in the long run, especially if uh, we got to wait a whole nother year for the Marvel's uh, film. So if they would have uh, brought it out last year, that would have been like two years wait for the movie. So well, I guess it made, makes sense. If they made this last year and then just had to push it back, uh, is she going to be older now? I think no, because I think they went right to from filming that to filming the Marvels. So oh, okay, yeah, I, it should look pretty good. So, so we got to wait uh, for that movie to come out before we get the second season of this, or was this a one and done? Everything's a one and done, except for Loki. Okay, everything. Everything that goes forward will be like a new thing. Loki's the only thing that's been given a, a second season. Okay. All right. Well, this is just going to hopefully wherever she warped to, uh, just jump right into some action. So we'll see. Right. Oh, but really, really quick. What the hell was Spider-Man during all this? I, where was where was Daredevil and where was where was everybody else? I was all thinking this? he was going to show up too. I thought I, that was going to be a thing. With all this commotion going on and explosions and, and all that, Spider-Man yeah. didn't sense that. I'm sure his senses go uh, all the way to Jersey from Queens, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and you know what? I heard she was on the set of uh, No Way Home, too. So that's what made me think. So that must have been just a cool like bonus. Like, hey, you're in the Marvel family. You want to go see... Uh, Spider-Man set. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Miss Marvel. Uh, really quick, did you watch Resident Evil? I didn't. I saw it was there. Um, and I heard, correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard this actually does relate to the films. The one guy, Lance Reddick, like he died, died in the films, but he like returned for the TV show. Is that true? Yeah, he's in it, but within flashbacks. Um, oh. He are um, this is 14 years after the the release of the um, uh, T virus. I think I think it was beginning was London 2025 or something. I I, I can't remember uh, when when it happened, but um, Resident Evil. It's a new series that's on Netflix. Uh, 14, okay, 14 years after the deadly virus caused a global apocalypse, Jade Wesker uh, fights for survival in a world overrun by infected creatures while being haunted or hunted by her past. No, haunted by her past, uh, her father, and what happened to her sister, Billy. Uh, just came out July 14th the other night. I, I watched the first episode and. <sighs> No, um, no. I, I'll finish it, but I was like, oh, "What are you guys trying to do?" I mean, it's oh, it's got the zombies in it, yeah, and they're they're fast ones. They run. Um, it's got the 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 zombie dog Doberman Pinscher dogs, and it's got um, 
some giant caterpillar. I don't know. There's all kinds. Of, I assume 14 years after everything, it's changing everything and making things giant. Because there was a huge giant tarantula in, uh, I think it was the second game. And a big alligator and everything. So I assume this T-virus is making the things bigger. And I, I don't know. But um, it's all right. I mean, it, it's, it's not the greatest, but I, I'm going to... I'm gonna get through it. Um, okay. Okay. Who was the girl? Oh, uh, Jade Westler. Well, the older Jade Westler is Ella Valenska, I think you know. And then Lance Reddick. He's Albert Westler. We got a uh, hot, a Razamir. He plays. I can't remember how Air G. I, I can't remember his name. Uh, Paula Nunez, and a bunch of other people in this. Oh, the one girl during the flashbacks. Uh, young Jade is uh, Tamara Smart. But mm, it's okay. I mean, it's it's. I was just kind of like, it's really all over the place. I I only watched the first episode. I didn't I didn't get into any more. I just wanted to watch that to see. Uh, IMDb has nearly three decades after the discovery of the T virus, an outbreak reveals the Umbrella Corporation's dark secrets based on the horror franchise. Uh, at this point, yeah, it just seems kind of. Um, its own thing, big long uh, movie. It's uh, how many episodes is this? I think it's like eight or nine. <laughs> but um, the fan base for this, they're really picky and, and they sound like me. I liked those first batch of movies and I liked uh, the last movie, Welcome to Raccoon City, which this first episode was titled Welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, a lot of flashbacks on what's going on in Umbrella and everything and Wesker and all that, but it's it's okay. Uh, oh. Shout out to one of my buddies. He said it was he says he liked it. Um, and I, I just said, I, I don't know about it. But I am, I'm a fan of Resident Evil, so I'm going to sit through and get through it all. Who knows? Maybe uh, by the end, it'll it'll change my mind on what's going on. But as far as effects, I think the zombie effects, they look did really good with the makeup on that. The CGI is it's better than how the movies were uh, in the beginning. Because oh. uh, later on in those movies, the CGI got better and better. Um, but it's okay. I mean, I like the characters. These are just new characters that, uh, that I've never heard of. Um, so I don't know. We'll we'll see. It people like people are saying it's got nothing to do with the last movie. It's got nothing to do with the other movies. But I don't I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, we'll just wait and see. <laughs> That's about all I could say about it. But if you guys have seen it um, and you like it, let us know. But uh, the reviews for this is. Not good. Um, IMDb, they gave it a 3.5 out of 10. And I think uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it uh, a splat. Um, I want I want to say it wasn't very good. I can't remember. I, I looked at it the other day. I can't remember exactly uh, what it was, but um, they were they were tearing it apart. Uh, other um, YouTubers that review TV shows and everything. Yeah, they, they weren't feeling it either. Uh, Ms. Marvel got a 98% uh, certified fresh. So 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that. Resident Evil, the tomato meter, 53%. Audience score, 24 Um. Oh, it was I'm review getting... bombed, though. So it's, huh? it's not a real... It's, it was review bombed. So that's not a real yeah. take. Yeah, but, I mean, these are the, the, the critics, the, but the audience... Yeah, the audience um, review bombed. It says, nah, this was not worth it. Just just so awful. Two teens who hate their father, who loves them, and are obnoxious to, to others around them. Uh, I don't understand the bad reviews. Me and my partner was gripped. Can't wait for season two. Okay, well, that's a good one. Uh, Netflix proved to us that the movies aren't that bad. They, they did a worse thing. Unwatchable. I, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I... I enjoyed what I saw, but I it wasn't like I wasn't like, oh my god, I gotta get to the next episode. I was kinda like, eh, all right, let me just talk about it on the show. I am gonna finish it. Um, uh, so but yeah, Resident Evil, I, it sounds like I'm not selling it to you, but um I advise you just to figure it out for yourself and see um if you like it or not. Um but uh uh yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah, I am. So you, you didn't see it at all, huh? No, no. Okay, well, eh, you can wait until I see it, and I'll let you know if you want to go ahead with it. <laughs> but yeah, but, good. We, but if you get a chance to watch that last movie, uh, Return or uh, Welcome to Raccoon City, watch that. That was based on the first two games. That was the reason. Oh yeah, I, li- and I played those. I know I played- a lot of people didn't like it. I liked it. <laughs> so but, well, yeah. yeah, I've played those games. So the first like three Resident Evils I've played through. So back when they first dropped. <laughs> yep. But um, what else you got in TV? Uh, I guess let's do Terminal List because I want to finish with Big Brother because there was a big controversy. So. All right. Uh, yeah, this is a new series that's on Amazon. Uh, the Terminal List with Star-Lord, a.k.a. Andy Dwyer. Um, Chris Pratt, uh, James Reese returns home after his entire platoon of Navy SEALs is ambushed only to discover a new dark force is working against him and in- endangering the ones he loves. It stars Chris I Pratt. Uh, I only watched the first episode, but I'm in. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, Taylor Kitsch, uh, Constance Wu. I was staring at her going, who the hell is this? Who is that? Yeah. <laughs> but because she doesn't sound like Jessica from Fresh Off the Bone, <laughs> so that's why I was like, "Oh, that's who, that's who it is." And it stars um, what's his name, Arnold's son, Patrick Schwarzenegger. Uh, he's in this. Uh, what'd you think of it before I dive in? I did think it was good. It is a little slow, I would say. Really uh, slow. <laughs> It's it's intriguing because you definitely have questions to whether what's going on. Like there definitely is a question. And I know you haven't even seen the second episode, but I say the question remains like what is going on? And uh, uh, you have seen the first one. So I will say like, man, that was uh, quite dark. But this is based off uh, a novel. So, you know, that's how the story goes. It was meant to always be that way. So I will say that, but um, yeah, it definitely takes some patience. I will say. Um, Is this a one and then, done thing? 
No, I think they're going in for another year, another season two. Right. As far as from what I've heard, but um, yeah, um, it's one of those that where it did enough to where I wanted to see what was going to happen next. So even though it was slow in some parts, I was like, "Ooh, wait, like, well, what's next?" And like, I want to see what happens here. So uh, I think it does a good job with that as far as like you want to find out what's going on, you know. Yeah, I was kind of thinking other things, but now you're telling me that it's a, it's getting another season. I, I'm that threw out my idea, but um, this is good. I was really and it, it was really slow. I was watching it late at night, kind of going, should I just get to this one <laughs> more awake? But then things started happening and it was getting exciting. So I was like, ah, oh, okay, I'm, not, I'm in. But um, yeah, um, Chris Pratt, he is James Reese. He's a Navy SEAL. They go in. In this uh, covert operation, they go, they're going through these tunnels trying to get uh, some some bad guy over in the Middle East, and uh, they have someone that's going that goes over there with them because this, the, these tunnels that they're going through under uh, this guy knew, but he has like his family, I guess, assume his family and friends or whatever were killed and tortured by the terrorists or whatever they are over there. Uh, so they're going through there. Uh, but then they get ambushed. So they're while they're trying to get out, um, the the his team, his SEAL team, was, is supposed to be like the best. Um, they're all starting to just get dropped off and shot and killed and everything. So he's just trying to get out of there. But the guy that was with them, that was showing the way, he was already a loose cannon because he was just scared to go back down in there. He just ah started running. He flipped a tripwire, and all these C4 explosions went off. Uh, wiped out uh, pretty much everybody in his uh, his little Navy SEAL crew, and he he got messed up because he got when it blew up, he got thrown against the wall and everything. But they a few of them made it out. They got out um, just in time for uh, the pickup, and then the, there was a big huge war outside going on. And then he was kind of woke, woke up back um, and didn't really know what really happened after that. So goes back to uh to america he's got a wife he's got a daughter um and they're they're putting him through this investigation on what 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 actually happened during this operation they playing back a tape this is on the first episode they're playing him a tape there's things that are said on it because he can hear his voice but he goes i don't i didn't i didn't say that i don't remember that and then so they're kind of like looking at him weird um Finds out one of his buddies committed suicide, and he was like, he he's going. He's like, I was just with him yesterday. He goes, he couldn't have done that. There was nothing wrong with him. But then the cops and everyone, the agents that are there, are like, uh, he's been dead for two days. So how did you see him yesterday? So now we we got this that um, he definitely got questions. <laughs> yeah, James has something happened to his head when he went during that explosion. So he doesn't really know kind of what's real and what isn't. So that's the kind of thing. And then there was something at the end, which I won't say, and that kind of really yeah. kicks in the story. Because oh, oh, when yeah. that happened, I was like, oh! <laughs> that's, oh! That's when it really, that's when the hook was starting to sink in. But as soon as it got to that, it was yeah. like, wow. it was in. And I was wow. like, oh, man, I can't wait to watch the next episode. Yeah. So yeah. I'm all in on this series. I love Taylor Kitsch. Uh, he's the real um, what's-his-nuts. 
um, Gambit, uh, not this dumbass. What's his name? That's supposed to play him. The hell's that idiot's name? I hate. For what? He's supposed to be Gambit. They were gonna give him his movie, but I think they canceled it. <laughs> Who? You there? I don't know. I think we lost the Zisu. You, you still there? <laughs> Oh, um, Channing Tatum, that idiot. Uh, they're saying that he was supposed to be Gambit, but I, uh, I don't know. Are you there? I can't. I can't hear you. If you can hear me, uh, shoot me a text. I don't know. Sorry, yeah, it's Channing Tatum. Okay. So, did you hear everything I said? I did. I did. Okay. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, that idiot. Uh, he, he's not. Well, he's not, and he's not, it's over. It's not going to yeah. happen now. Good. But uh, bring back Taylor Kitsch. He was a good Gambit in uh, Wolverine. But, um, yeah, the terminal list, I'm in. Uh, I'm all in. Uh, don't talk about the second episode, so I, I don't know. Oh, uh, no, no, <laughs> I won't. I will say, though, interestingly, uh, his wife, uh, played by Riley Keough, that name only stands out to me because, uh, you know, the diehard Star Wars fan that I am, when they were casting for Rogue One, I heard it came down to uh, Felicity Jones who got it and Riley Keough. So it's interesting looking at her here on IMDb. I'm like, well, she actually does have that similar look. I guess I could have seen uh, her as Jen Erso. <laughs> Patrick Schwarzenegger. He must look like his mom because he don't look like his dad. Right? Well, <laughs> I'm just looking at a picture out of him. He got a mixture of both uh, of his mom. He kind of has his. Looks like he's got his mom's eyes, but I don't know. Uh, <laughs> We'll see as the series goes on, but um, yeah, this this show was awesome. I loved it, <laughs> so I'm hoping every episode is just just gets better, and uh, we'll see uh, as it goes on. But um, uh, just really quick, was the second episode just as exciting? It is actually a little slower just so you're aware but there are interesting questions and it does it doesn't lose you so it's, i would say it's not action-packed but um, things happen where you continually question like what is going on like it you does keep you going back and forth with, with like what is happening here so it's interesting it, it it keeps you wanting to go. I would have kept going, but uh, it was getting pretty late and I had to go to work early in the morning. So <laughs> I was just watching this last night. <laughs> All right. So did I. I was watching it too. I was kind of tired, but it was it was getting exciting. Yep. Yep. So. <laughs> oh, that, I wanted to go one more. I wanted to go one more. I was like, can I go another one? And I was like, no, it's going to be like midnight when I finish. I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> uh, it, it, so far, it's good. It's not as good as uh, Reacher, if you guys haven't tackled that one yet. Jack Reacher, yeah. that that series was awesome. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait for the next season. If you guys have, yeah, Amazon, same thing. It's on there. Definitely check out that one as well as Terminal List and uh, let us know what you guys think. One of my friends, one of my coworkers, she was telling me, 
she uh she was laid up for a while. She had like a knee injury, so she was because I she just laid there and watched TV, and uh, she's a, I believe she's a military brat, and she just she loves Chris Pratt as well. So she said she zipped through that whole season. She was like, I couldn't oh stop watching it. So I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. no, I understand. I understand. So, <laughs> I wanted to. But yeah, I'm in. <laughs> the Terminal List on Amazon, everyone. Check it out. Yep. That's all the TV I have. All right. Um, guess I want to get into it with you because I want to get your reaction because uh, – Big Brother, season 24. But uh, is this the beginning of the end? Because uh, it's been a hectic week and a half in the house, especially the very first week. Um, I, I'll try to get through this as concise as possible because I do want to get your reaction. But uh, basically, uh, since moving night, uh, most of the girls uh, stayed together except for one. And uh, she was a pageant girl, uh, Taylor, African-American girl. And because she didn't initially hang out with the girls, uh, she was targeted and what a lot of people are calling on the outside, uh, microaggressions. Like they kept saying stuff about her. Like they kept assuming things about her. Like, oh, you just know she's the kind of girl that's going to blow up when she doesn't get her way. She's this type of person. She's that. They were like pinning all this stuff on her. And um, uh, a lot of it was done by uh, this girl, Paloma, um, who you can see in the first few episodes if you watch. She shoots all these looks over towards Taylor all the time. She's in the diary room talking about her. It's a whole thing. So uh, just based off the first few episodes and what was seen on the live feeds um, about her, uh, you had people on the outside of the house, former house guests, uh, people that are just watching, even former like uh, people that were involved in the show. Like it became a huge story that uh, Taylor is being treated unfairly inside the house and like microaggressions is the word that kept getting thrown out. So um what I believe and what I've seen some other fellow watchers believe is that in the diary room, that's the chance for like production to actually speak to them. And while I've heard from former house guests that they don't really get into telling them too much, um, I'm pretty sure that, you know, they do tell them sometimes like, uh, Taylor was having a, a rough week and I know she was in the diary room one time. Like, what did I do? Why don't they like me? Like it was crazy, <laughs> but, um, supposedly she was told that she's being very well received on the outside. So in turn, I'm pretty sure they did warn Paloma, like watch what you say, like, you know, be kind, like people are watching all the time and to be aware. So not only you tell her this, after she's done this stuff, and this is the kind of person already, like it, she was seemed to be very anxious. Uh, and then they show it on the show. Uh, she was sleeping very little, two to four hours a night in the house. And she talked very fast. Her game was very hectic, but she seemed to be protected. Everybody was against Taylor. Everybody was with her. But she completely spiraled. And they show on the, the the latest episode, she was Taylor was trying to talk to her just game, and she's like, "I don't even want to talk to you. I feel like I'm outside this game. I'm Buddha," she said. And um, 
One thing that was interesting, I was actually, before I even got to know her, I was cheering for her for a minute because she went to Cal Berkeley. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I want her to do good. She went to Cal. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, she didn't turn out to be uh, the best kind of person. What Interestingly, when she seemed to be losing her mind, she was talking about like, oh, yeah, I went to Berkeley. You know, it's near uh, Palo Alto which I was like, that's so weird. Like, I don't know any from the Bay Area that would describe that. That's like near the rival school Stanford. So that's very interesting. And there are pictures out there. She did really go to Cal. That's confirmed. But uh, yeah, this girl really started to lose her mind. She barely slept. And she was saying crazy stuff left and right. And if you see the episodes. And uh, probably one of the most controversial things is... Uh, the first household put up the oldest guy in the house, uh, 47, Terrence. He's African-American. And then he put up uh, Michael. Michael ends up winning the veto, saving himself. And so in turn, all the girls are pitching, put up Taylor, put up Taylor. And um, the, the head of household, he had said that he was worried how it would look on the outside, having two black black people on the block at the end of my week, uh, to which Paloma responded, we need to put that aside. America needs to put that aside. It can be explained afterwards. We need to play this game. And in turn, that, that conversation actually like exploded social media and outcry from former contestants and last year's winner talking about this is the prime example of why last year's cookout alliance, the all-black alliance, was formed. So um, what ended up happening, interestingly, was there was an episode that aired last Wednesday, uh, Eviction Nights Are Thursday, and right after the episode aired our time, uh, so it was like 8, so like 9 o'clock, the feeds were down, and then they stayed down. And then that's when, like, the rumors started ramping up. And then, like, it did leak out that uh, supposedly uh, Paloma left. And they wouldn't confirm or deny anything. And it wasn't until the episode on Thursday where Julie said that, like, you know, expect the unexpected. That's our motto. And, you know, it's happened. And they waited. But then they showed all the footage of her, like, walking around at night when nobody was around and saying crazy stuff and saying that she wanted to escape and get Harry Potter's invisibility cloak and all this stuff. And uh, what I'm pretty sure happened was they told her to be careful. They told her, you know, watch, you know, watch it with Taylor, whatnot, you know, you, this is being interpreted by the outside and she knew it in her head. She knew it in her heart. She knew what she did and she knew how she was being perceived by the outside and that really messed with her and drove her, kind of crazy so uh, she did leave the game which is very uncommon last time it happened was uh, 2017 uh, first week somebody left also that one uh, so it's happened before like four or five times in the 24 seasons but it's actually very rare that it happens so uh, uh, turned out that uh, she left they kind of did away with the twist and nobody else was evicted that night uh, the only problem is now going forward, like kind of the damage is done 
to Taylor's game, and it's going to be really hard for her. She was nominated this week. Luckily for her, there's a stronger target next to her that now they want to get out. So Taylor should survive, but it's going to be real hard for her. And now everybody on the outside is split. Like, is she better off, like, as a person, like, just getting out of that house? Like, it's interesting because, like, from the inside, she doesn't even know. She doesn't even realize, like, what's obviously been said about her and what people are saying on the outside. So I don't know. I gave you a lot, but uh, any thoughts on all this madness? <laughs> I don't even know who these people are. <laughs> I'm trying to look up uh, pictures of them. Um, well, here, let me send you one, the one article. <laughs> okay. I got an archive. There's uh, 15 people in there or 16, right? 16. Yeah. In the beginning. Right. And okay, I, I found a picture of all of them. And that's the one everyone's having an issue with? On the outside, Paloma. And then she left the game. Yeah, she went to Cal. Um, sadly, like I said, the girl that's been targeted for no good reason, and they're calling it outside the house, they're calling it microaggressions, is they say things like, oh, you can tell just by looking at her. She's the kind of girl that's going to blow up. And what was crazy was, she was like the replacement nominee week one. She did not blow up at all. She actually took it fine. And she was like, oh, okay. Like, so are we getting out Terrence then? Like what's going on? Like she was completely normal, but everybody's like projecting things on her for some reason. Like it's this weird, like it's also been called like a mean girls thing where all these girls like are seeing her. She like comes from the pageant world and like even Paloma says in one of the episodes, like, Oh, she's a pageant girl. She's a pageant girl. Like you should have never told anybody that you were a pageant girl. Like that makes you a target. And it's like, ah, uh, it's just, and now, like I said, even with Paloma leaving the game for these mental health reasons, um, it's just not good for Taylor because the target remains like she may not leave week two here, but to change the narrative, she's going to have to win head of household. She's going to have to get some power. But uh, I know for the most part, it seems like everybody's going for Taylor on the outside of this game because of what's happened early, you know? So who do you want to win at all these people? Um, I like Michael. All right. He's won the first two vetoes. Um, uh, it's hard actually not to like Taylor based off of what we've seen. Um, as How's far Turner? as like, uh, <laughs> Turner's all right, but his main guy is Pooch and he's going home now week two. So he's about like to his hair. <laughs> you don't like Turner. I don't like his hair. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't, but, you know, uh, it's whatever. Like, one of the accounts I follow, I don't follow very many, but they call him Stagehand. He looks like he's part of production. They say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> out of everyone, out of all these pictures, I'm like, he's the only one that don't that like would stand out to me. Yeah. Um, uh, parents. He's the 47-year-old. He's the oldest. Uh, Nicole, she's... Uh, 41 or 43, I can't remember, but uh, they're the only people in their 40s, uh, so they're older. Uh, Nicole and Daniel. Daniel is a Las Vegas performer, an Elvis impersonator. 
uh, he was the first head of household. They have a final two. They're going to try to stick together. How's um, Brittany? Brittany is good, but she overplayed week one. America was going to save her, but she messed up her own game by like, she's was with the girls and then, um, she went to Pooch, who was backstage boss in week one, and like exposed them. And then he went right to them. And so now she's not in good with the girls. But Brittany is close with uh, Michael, who he's won the first two vetoes. So he's powerful. So he wants her in the game. But uh, honestly, I got to say, like, it's been a really rough start with the Paloma thing and the bullying of Taylor, basically. But overall as a game like i think we're headed in a really good direction right now we're getting out pooch here week two like a a decently i guess you could say strong guy and uh the girls interestingly in the past this is the 24th season girl alliances have never worked in this game the girls can never stay together they always break they always turn against each other and it's early and that may happen but as of right now um, the girls kind of are staying strong. Obviously, they lost Paloma, but Amira, Alyssa, Jasmine are really tight. Indies, kind of right there. Indies, interesting. She's uh, a Brazilian from Brazil, and she's doing this show just so she can do uh, Big Brother Brazil. <laughs> okay. So, oh, uh, Jasmine, she won head of household uh, for the week two, but interestingly, uh, just walking off the mat in the backyard, she twisted and sprained her ankle, and she's been on crutches and a little rolling wheel thing uh, all week. So, um, interestingly, the last time somebody left the game, 2017, <laughs> a contestant that year, Christmas, she um, had a guy um, – fall on her ankle and it actually got really messed up but she was on a wheel thing the rest of the season jasmine should be fine but yeah as of right now she's rolling around on the little wheel thing with like one leg up so <laughs> what is jasmine jake she looks like a pageant girl i mean she i don't know <laughs> Um, she is very Southern. She has the accent and everything. Y'all, I don't know who I'm going to put up this week. Ew, that would drive me crazy. Get her out. <laughs> she, has, just, she has that going. She's like, I think I, I think I sound proper. I think I sound proper compared to y'all. This is Indy Santos. She's, she's Yeah, cool. that's the Brazilian. Oh, all she's, right. Yeah, she's from, she's from Brazil. She's doing this so she can... Uh, be on Brazilian Big Brother, which I hear is actually also very intense. Like I heard they had a competition that went like 48 hours or something. I don't like bangs, but uh, this Britney chick is cute. Um, does she have the the Texas accent? Britney? Yeah. No, she doesn't. She's uh, supposedly, yeah, from the South, but uh, she's completely, she's said something about taste. She took some like dialect class or something like that so get rid of it <laughs> yeah i guess yeah, she's from austin as far as like lookers go um Alyssa, she's wearing uh, quite a skimpy bathing suit in the backyard on live feeds today <laughs> uh if i'm just by 
basing off just what I'm looking at, picture-wise, uh, I could probably hang out with Brittany, Daniel, Indy, Terrence, and probably Turner. Or in uh, Nicole. These other ones, yeah. Monty Terrence. and Joseph. I'd probably end up fighting them, or especially Pooch. He looks like someone I would fight just for that name. <laughs> <laughs> He's 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 headed out. He's actually the reason is a lot. He's annoyed a lot of people with his weight. So Taylor looks like I can't trust her. <laughs> Taylor's the pageant girl, um, but yeah, she's. I'm I'm hoping the best for I'm I'm hoping the best for Terrence. Obviously, is he's uh, in our age range. He's 47. He's a DJ from Chicago. Um, the older guys that they're either the first out, like he was nominated week one, so they're either first out or they can roll along for a long time. Um, I've seen him in a couple competitions, and he hasn't been the strongest so far. Um, like I said, Nicole, she's uh, like forty-one or forty-three. Like I said, she uh, used to be. She was a cop for ten years. And she then left that to become a chef to kind of like follow her passion. And interestingly, um, it's interesting what you catch on the live feeds. I don't know if they'll ever show this on the show, but the Daniel Dursden, the Elvis impersonator, um, he has been saying that like his brother was murdered and that um, they couldn't solve it. And they've like covered up all the news articles on it. They've erased it, all of it. Like they've tried to bury it or something. And interestingly, he's closest with Nicole. And as an ex-cop today, I caught it on the live feeds and they were in a private room. And um, she's, she was, she had planned not to tell anybody about her cop past, but she told him cause she was like feeling close to him. They have a final two. And uh, she was saying stuff like, uh, she understands because she was a detective at one point and she had like a hundred open cases and she, as much as she wanted to like close every case, she realized like it's just not the reality of it. So she like was like sympathizing with him. Like I understand like how that happened to you and like, I'm so sorry. And I hate that. That's a thing. (laughs) All right. So, but you're going to make me watch this now. The Joseph guy, um, he, you will pretty much never see him with with uh, a shirt on. He's a uh, he's a six pack abs kind of guy, and he Which one? Uh, loves to show it off. Joseph. <laughs> yeah, he just looks like a pretty boy. Yeah, he never has his shirt on ever. <laughs> well, shit. If I look like that, man, I would walk around no shirt too. But. Yeah, ladies, you don't you don't want to see this party ball. Yeah, give me a, give me a few years. <laughs> although you want people to just play the game, and that's what I do want. Uh, Monty is actually he's not being well received outside of the house because he is just playing the game, and people are mad at him that uh, he is so against Taylor. And like, you should look out for your African American sister, especially this early in the game. Like it's the game just started and like people are taking it really bad that he's one of the ones that wants Taylor out the most. Like he actually was close to Paloma and he like blames Taylor now for Paloma's exit. Amira, is that how you say her name? Amira, yeah. 
Amira? She's like a mastermind type. She's like, she's got the game figured out, but it might cost her. Like everybody sees that she knows how to play. <laughs> yeah, she's she's got that little sweet little innocent. Like ah, I'm, I'm. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, she's like me. <laughs> <laughs> yep, her and Michael and I guess Kyle. Kyle knows the game pretty well. Kyle's interesting because he walks between the two of like. He can work out and be like a guy's guy like that, but he's also a super fan. So he's like, he's close with all the guys. Like he can talk with Monty and Pooch and Joseph, but he also talks with uh, Michael, who's not like a guy's guy. Why don't you go on this show? What do you got to do to to be a part of this? You, whatever, you apply. (laughs) Just apply, man. It's either yes or no. But don't go in there and say, oh, I'm a super fan. Uh, just say, yeah, I've watched it every now and then. Just yeah. well, go I'm in there and play the game. Oh, like, whatever you do, don't. everybody's always watching. Like, don't say no offensive stuff. I and mean, it's funny, like, and CBS says, like, oh, yeah, we have classes. We show these people on microaggressions. Like, we tell them, but I don't know. I guess you get in the house and. Well, you, I, I know you don't say offensive things unless you say it in the privacy of your own home, but <laughs> uh, I know you, so, I mean, but you know me, but I mean, everyone knows me. I mean, how I'm acting on the show is how I am. Oh, yeah. But as far as offensive things, I, I'm not going to say I don't say offensive things, but um, I'm not That's as offensive as I was when I was a kid. But, yeah. That's the only problem uh, going on those because then you got to answer for it like even two years ago all stars everybody was in a room um one of the guys that was on the season of all stars he had uh he had a uh, like a thing where uh, he he felt better if he rocked if he moved it was like some medical condition but at one point a whole bunch of people like five, six people were in a room basically mocking him. Like he's driving me nuts with that rocking. And they were like laughing and stuff and whatever, like all those people, like when you're like this D list celebrity, whatever F list Z list, whatever you want to call, whatever level of celebrity you want to call a big brother player, you you get like endorsements, like people give you like endorsements and all those people lost their endorsements for making fun of Ian. So who Ian? Yeah, Ian Terry. Um, he has like a he has like a condition where he feels better to like rock back and forth. And that season of All Stars, uh, Nicole was in the room. I think Christmas. Um, yeah, there was like a few different people, and I know like Nicole, like especially like it was like a thing. Like even though like I think she was just laughing at it. Like, that's enough. <laughs> you just got to be careful. Uh, I think I'm pretty controlled. I don't I don't swear or anything around my grandsons. I mean, I save it for all you well, guys. Well, yeah, no. Uh, but- <laughs> people swear all the time on the show. Like, that's nothing. I'm talking about, like, truly. No, stuff. I mean, <laughs> I, I think I'm able to control myself. I mean, I wouldn't say anything about, like, somebody that has that um, – where they where they rock or shake or whatever, I mean, my mom raised me enough to not say stuff about people like that. If I want to say something 
Uh, just looking at these pictures, uh, Joseph, I, I would, if you're listening, man, I don't know you, you don't know me. I would like, I would probably say something to maybe, maybe I'm hanging out with Terrence and I'm like, ah, I don't like the way this pretty boy wears his clothes or whatever, or, or what well, he does. He yeah, I was about clothes. to say, or he, he needs to just put his shirt on. Who does he think he is? It would probably be up to like that nature. But if and he actually, did call me, if he called that, me out, honestly, like, hey. that would get you, yeah, that would get you on the side. The public would be like, yeah, because I'm sure there's fun. somebody saying that. Like, yeah. why does this fool walk around with no shirt on? I, I where can yeah. I watch it? Damn it, you did this to me again. Where can I watch these <laughs> these live feeds or whatever? What is it on it's anyway? On, yeah, it's on Paramount Plus, and they're yeah, they're always on. They're on live right feeds and all that. Yep, it's on. It, you go under Big Brother, and then like it says like you know play episodes, and then the live feeds are there. And there's yeah, four four cameras in the You're house. Killing me. Uh, <laughs> let me see. But yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> the which one? There's like three different Big Brothers. There's one it's with the Asian chick. Pro- yeah, Julie Chen. Oh, it's that one? Okay. I've always liked her. Uh, live feeds. Uh, I'm just clicking on the first one. Let's see. Uh, yeah, usually cam 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 one, cam two is, is where the best action is. All right, everyone's just outside um, lifting weights. I believe ah. this is... Amira, is that how you say your name? Yeah. I think it's her. I, I don't know. And I take it. Yeah. I can't see who this uh, black gentleman is with his ass in the camera. All we see is shorts. He's got his hand on his hip. Hello, who are you? Uh, I think that is either Allison or Indy. I can't see. All I'm seeing is behind her. And it's not my. Oh, it looks like that Allison. Is, Allison. That is so that is so funny. You just called her Allison. It's Alyssa, but in oh. the house, everybody keeps calling her Allison. <laughs> okay, Alyssa. I just kind of glanced. I think I still got the. I'm watching my phone and the computer. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, yeah. I assume somebody's yeah. controlling. Okay, this Monty looks. It looks like that guy. Yeah. That's, it's Monty, and then yeah, that's Joseph. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh right, yes, yes, ladies. Um. <laughs> And guys, he is in shape. I, I can give him that. I mean, you don't want to see me without my shirt on. Um, but damn, that guy's ripped. Yeah, he's more, he's more ripped right. than. Uh, uh, Honestly, I, though, I guess I, I guess I will give him this. I will give him this. I guess I got to be fair. I caught him asking everybody if it made them uncomfortable. Like if it made anybody comfortable, he was gonna throw the. He shirt walks around with no shirt in the house too. Yep. Everywhere. <laughs> you got the dryers, and I'm looking around in the background. You got a billiard <laughs> table. It looks like they got the dryer back there. Um, this is on the CBS lot, right? It is. And Because I assume there's a big wall around them. Yep. Uh, let me go to another camera, because this is just showing them. Let's go to, okay, camera two. Looks like it's this. Looks like all the cameras are uh, the same. I hate when they do that. I hate when they do that. If they've been known to do that, most of the time there's at least two different parts of the house. That okay, let me look at the quad one because it's it's just the same thing. No, it's the same thing. Yeah. Where's everyone? Oh, there's someone sitting in the background. I can't see who that is, but 
Uh, now, some, now this chick is laying out down on the ground. I sound like a pervert when I'm not, but uh, <laughs> who, who is this laying Alyssa's there? Alyssa is the one laying. Alyssa is the one laying on the ground, and she earlier, like I said, she was in a super skimpy uh, swimsuit. Like, I wish you up. were able to control these cameras. Well, I guess. A billion people would be controlling them. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm tired of looking at you, Amira. Show. Who's that on the ground? Uh, is that Alyssa? Alyssa. Or... Um, yeah. Where's this indie chick? I think that's her way off in the corner, unless it's that uh, Paulomina or whatever her name is. This camera angle sucks, man. No, Paloma's gone. No, oh, Paloma's she's gone? gone? Okay, well, then it must be the indie girl sitting way back there. Come on, somebody move the camera. Well, what's annoying is usually there's always two, there's at least two different parts of the house. Oh, hello. Yeah, this one's Alyssa. What's that tattoo say under that uh, left boob? And then there's another one (laughs) on her shoulder. (laughs) They constantly got to wear these uh, microphones. There isn't just built-in mics all over the place. No, and what's funny is if they forget it, they're like, Indy, please wear your microphone. Like, they have buttons that are on, on the show. You, well, no, you'll just hear them come over. As you watch the live feeds, they'll be like, Joseph, to the diary room. Or they'll say, like, you know. Now, who's this chick with the hat and the glasses? Is that a. That's not Jasmine, is it? That looks like, well, I'm going to go to quad so I can see too. Cause I was on one where you can got a white hat on his son. Sorry, that's everybody. Brittany. I'm probably boring you. <laughs> Who is it? Oh, that's Brittany. That's, that's Brittany. And that since I'm on look quad, like her picture. Yeah. Since I'm on quad, I can see like whatever the, there's an angle of her talking and like everybody's around her. Michael's right next to her. Who has the hurt foot? Jasmine. Huh? Who has the hurt foot? Jasmine, you can see the little bike, the black bike. That's her little thing that she has to scoot around with one leg up. What'd she do? Would she come on the show hurt like that? No, she just heard it on the last live competition. Whatever, like she won. She won her little race and then she was walking off the mat and she like fell on her ankle. And then Julie's like, oh, uh, yeah, are you okay? You guys want to check on her? And then she's like, uh, yeah, we're going to go to commercial. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm with this Britney girl. I, yeah, I see you back there, Alyssa. But nah, I'm about uh, I'm about Britney in this. Yeah, that fool is ripped. <laughs> you yeah. see uh, him and uh, all right. Yeah, we, this this is, has to be a uh, anchor or something. Maybe we'll watch the live feeds and hey, good idea. Well, I go over to Anchor and whenever we get a chance and we'll watch live feeds and talk about what's going on. Yeah, we're going way overboard on Big Brother. Anything else? So right now, right now, they normally, like right now is not going to be game. It's exciting when you catch somebody in a room and they're just talking game and they're talking about what's going to happen. That's what gets really exciting. Right now, they're just hanging out. They can't game too many people around you. So they're just going to talk normal stuff. So that's less exciting. It's exciting when you catch them talking about what they're going to do in the game. I want to vote this person out. We need to nominate this person. That stuff is what I love. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Big Brother, if you guys got Paramount Plus, go over there unless you're watching. This is probably like the 
Second time I've watched this show ever. Last time being with the who at his house. Yeah. <laughs> but, I just love uh, that idea of that it's it's always on. That's like I love that. Do they watch? Do they? Uh, is that a live feed when they're sleeping? Yes, but oh, obviously wow. it's super boring. Uh, except right. for parents of the forty-seven-year-old, like uh, he's in our range. He's like us. He's like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I got the CPAP machine about, and and the mouthpieces. Everyone, so you you don't hear me snore anymore. <laughs> Everybody's talking about like that they don't want to be in the room with Terrence. <laughs> oh man! But anyway, yeah, Big Brother, come back uh, for more. Go over to Anchor. We'll uh, we'll do something. We'll talk about live feeds and all that. Yeah. Oh, and we got a fun twist. This. Uh, we got a fun twist coming. Julie teased on uh, uh, last episode, last Thursday, this next Thursday. The house guests don't know it, which this is so fun when we know it on the outside, but they don't know it. Um, they're about to be paired up in duos. Next week is going to be all about duos. So um, I think there's going to be two heads of household and four people on the block for eviction. So it should be real exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if we bored you with Big Brother. Some of you probably don't even watch it. But uh, anything else? No, no. Just that... Uh, it's a shame that Paloma did that to herself, but uh, at the end of the day, obviously, mental health is the most important. And uh, you know, I hope she gets the health you know, you know she needs. She probably uh, <laughs> ruined her public persona for uh, not even being in the house a week. Um, obviously, this is that's a, was a really bad look. Obviously, the way people uh, perceived her. So. That was kind of probably a nightmare scenario for her. Um, interestingly, too, I will leave you with this as far as that goes. Um, one of the former contestants uh, all the way back season eight, one of the legends of the game, Evil Dick. <laughs> uh, he's uh, He lives up to his name. He's one of the most uh, worst behaved uh, uh, house guests of all time. You couldn't be like what he did. Uh, before, but he still loves the game. He still keeps up with it. And he said that, um, and this kind of looks bad. He, he doesn't care if he makes big brother look bad, but, uh, he says like, they don't want you to leave the game. He said, if she left, like it was a hundred percent on her own and they couldn't stop her. They want you to stay. He's like, just look at season 20 and what they did to Sam. He accuses big brother of doping her up. Sam from season 20 to she wanted to leave and he evil dick <laughs> uh, accuses uh, them of uh, yeah doping up Sam so that she would stay <laughs> Dang. but yeah anyways crazy <laughs> did you have any movies I did spiderhead Go ahead, because I, I didn't see that one yet. I started it, but I fell asleep. All right. Uh, Spiderhead, let me look up the IMDb so I can give you a little rundown of what they say. Uh, yeah, Netflix movie. In the near future, convicts are offered the chance to volunteer as medical subjects to shorten their sentence. One such subject for a new drug capable of generating feelings of love Begins questioning the reality of his emotions. The stars Thor, Chris Hemsworth, and um, 
Top Gun Mavericks, uh, one of their stars, Miles Teller, uh, Journey Smollett, and a bunch of other people. And yeah, Netflix movie, an hour and 46 minutes. I thought it was good, not great. A film worth watching, but it like wouldn't you know make my uh, top ten end of the year top ten list. Um, I don't think it's a rewatchable. Uh, I thought it was worth seeing, and I thought it was good. It just wasn't great. So it's like it, it actually fits. Like uh, Netflix was like probably the perfect place for this film to land because it's like it's good for a watch and then you can throw it away. <laughs> Did Hemsworth uh, produce this? Uh, let's see. Producers. Mm, yep, he sure did. That's why it's on Netflix because he did that other one I talked about, the Infiltrator or something, whatever that one was called. Yeah, he was he's one of the producers at, in it. He he's good in it. Miles Teller's good in it. Like I said, it's it's good. It's just not great. It's just not something that's going to stick with you. Well, I like gonna, it. You might, you might, but right. I, I think that's what it will be for you. You'll be like, yeah, it's good, but nothing more, nothing more. <laughs> All right. Good I'll, performances, uh, you know, but eh, one and done. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, this next one. It's got, uh, it was a, uh, a Spanish uh, zombie action film. I didn't know that until it started. Um, it's got, it's called Valley of the Dead. Well, that's the, the English word or the English title. And, but it's, I'll try to pronounce this. It's Malnazidos. I think that's how you say it. Because um, that's what it said. Uh, when it did the title screen, I was like, well, what is this? I thought it was Valley of the Dead. And then I had to do some looking at one. Oh, okay. Um, that's, that's what it is. Uh, Valley of the Dead. Um, months after bloody combats uh, leave behind thousands of dead in the trenches, Jan Lozano, captain of the 5th Brigade, has fallen prisoner to its opponent's platoon along with a young driver while carrying out a mission that has been ex- Entrusted to him, the possibility of dying executed will soon be overtaken by a new unknown enemy, uh, new enemy, Ares. Uh, both rival sides must unite to set the, the, the mutual hate aside in order to survive. That is not a good uh, synopsis uh, of this, but uh, this is taking place, I assume, during World War II uh, because the Nazis are involved. Um but uh, it's directed, I guess there's directors, Alberto de Toro and Javier Ruiz Calandro. I don't know how to say his name. Um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce everyone's name because it's I'll just butcher it all. Uh, with that being said, um, these two uh, Spanish guys, they get, uh, they're, they're supposed to go on a mission. Um, I can't remember why, what they're supposed to do, but then they get overtaken. They're in the... Uh, I assume they're in cahoots with the Nazis because they're still kind of working with them. But then they, while they're while they're on their mission, they get uh, caught up with these um, 
these Russian dudes, and they were they were supposed to go there on a mission as well, but um, all of a sudden the zombie outbreak takes over. Um, and what uh, that they're pushing in, in this narrative is the the Nazis are the reason that uh, that the dead is coming to life. There's some kind of uh, chemical that they were using to kill people. And it's like there's these these canisters on it, and there's some kind of uh, Nazi symbol on it, or it's not it's not the swastika, but it's got some kind of symbol on it. And I, I assume it's German writing around it, and uh, I assume that's what's uh, what's causing it all. Uh, but as far as that, these are the slow moving zombies. Uh, they did take a line from uh, George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead. Uh, one of the guys said, "Well." When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. I kind of rolled my eyes at that part, but I do like that saying. Anyway, <laughs> but <laughs> so that's what's happening. They're trying to fight uh, Russians and Nazis and everybody, and then zombies and all that are coming after them. But with that being said, I liked it. It was a cool little movie. It's only an hour and 41 minutes. Uh, it'll probably make my horror list unless I see some other ones. Um, but I liked what was going on. It kept my attention. The action was cool. The effects weren't the greatest, but they were they were still good. Uh, these are the zombies that eat you well, once they attack you. So uh, all the practical effects were good. And the ending was like, hmm, okay. Well, will there be more? I don't know. Maybe this is a one and done. Or maybe it's a... Uh, some say, oh, this could be the reason why uh, Night of the Living Dead happened. I'm like, I don't think so. Uh, but... Uh, it was what it was. Valley of the Dead. It is. It's streaming on Netflix. So, uh, oh, it's in Spanish, or you can do the English dubbed. And uh, shout out to Blind Frankenstein. It's got an audio description as well, brother. So uh, you can check it out too. Um, but yeah, it, it was. It was what it was. I enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't. I didn't get bored, and I didn't turn it off or anything. So um, definitely check it out. And that is. Uh, I'm just gonna go with Valley of the Dead. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce uh, this other one again. So. Uh, if you can understand Spanish, listen to it that way. I did, and but they were speaking really fast, so I had to read really fast. And then so, but uh, I I enjoyed it. But that's what it is. Again, Valley of the Dead streaming on Netflix. Um, that was all you had, right? The spider head right. or whatever. Okay. Um, this yeah, is the next one, new movie that came out. This came out last month. Uh, I finally got out to see it, and this is Elvis. Uh, stars um, Academy Award winner Tom Hanks, uh, Austin Butler. Some of you might remember him as Tex from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, he plays Elvis Presley. Uh, Olivia did George, Georgie, I think that's her name. She plays Priscilla Presley and a bunch of other people in this. Uh, Tom Hanks is uh, the Colonel Tom Parker. Uh, I love Tom Hanks, first of all, but this movie made me hate Tom Cruise. <laughs> or not Tom Cruise, uh, Tom Hanks, for his char- well, the character he played. Um, from his rise to fame to his unprecedented uh, star, superstardom rock and roll icon, Elvis Presley maintains a complicated relationship with his, uh, his manager, Colonel Tom Parker, over the course of 20 years, Central... Uh, central to Presley's journey and the happiness is one of the most influential people in his life, Priscilla. Uh, directed by Baz Luhrmann, I think that's how you say his name. Uh, it's a Warner Brothers movie, so I assume it'll be on HBO 
Max pretty soon. But uh, this is the story of uh, Elvis Presley as well as uh, the Colonel. Uh, him telling his side of the story as well, and it just makes you hate Colonel. There was a lot of stuff in this that I didn't know. Uh, is it true? From what I'm hearing, it is. Um, the hour, the movie was two hours and thirty nine minutes, and it was a long one. But it to me, it, it kind of zoomed by, and I liked uh, what was happening. Eric, my son Eric, went to go see it with me because he likes all these um, these uh, movies about uh, uh, rock people and all that. So. I liked what was going on in it. I thought Austin Butler did an amazing job as uh, Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll. Will he be nominated? Maybe. I'm I'm not sure if he sang these songs. I know they did do uh, just have uh, the real Elvis sing. And there was some scenes where they spliced in uh, the real Elvis. But uh, no shout out to uh, Forrest Gump, even though Forrest Gump was in this. Um, we did, he, uh, he, did, he didn't teach Elvis how to dance. So. <laughs> I assume, <laughs> but with that being said, this movie was awesome. I loved it. Uh, I want to see this again because uh, I think the sound wasn't very good in the theater we were in. Because there was times where you can hear Elvis singing, but you can barely hear the music in the background. So I was kind of like, "Wow, what's happening here?" But um, the movie was good. Austin Butler, he was amazing as Elvis Presley. And uh, it was like just the beginning of when he was a little kid, his rise to fame and all the way to where he peaked and got stuck uh, in Vegas doing all his shows at the International for five years and then his decline. And then uh, when he passed, they didn't they didn't show any of when he there's nothing to spoil in this film. We already know the outcome of Elvis. But um, but for what it was, I thought it was good. Uh, Billy from Stranger Things, he was in this uh, the, Decree or Decree, I don't know. I'd say the Montgomery. He played Steve Binder. There was a guy, and I was like, "Who the hell is this dude?" I had to look it up real quick, and I told Eric, "I said, oh, that's Billy." And Eric went, "Oh, I knew that was him." So, but this movie was good. Um, Olivia, that played Priscilla Presley, she did a really good job. Um, the music and the costumes and the uh, the sets and everything they did in this was awesome. Will this be nominated for Academy Awards? Maybe, maybe set design and costume. Um, if, to, if if anything, they'll probably nominate Tom Hanks. But this, yeah, the makeup that they put on him to make him look like uh, the Colonel and, and be all fat and everything that was, I, I don't know. I, that, it looked good, but it just kind of bugged me. <laughs> but Tom Hanks is good in everything he's done. But uh, with that being said, again, Austin Butler did an amazing performance as Elvis. Um, and I, I really love this movie. I, I just thought it was awesome. Again, like I learned a lot uh, that I didn't know before. I mean, I knew who he was. I knew the songs and I knew how he passed and everything. They do show the stuff dabbling with the drugs and everything and how just exhausted he was uh, being the king and how, how the colonel was just basically ruined his career <laughs> in my opinion um and elvis was just there and to they didn't go too much into his movie career they kind of show it but they don't really they don't really go into it uh they show when he has uh, that classic um uh tv performance when he's just sitting in the middle of the stage with the black uh in the black suit leather suit just playing his guitar and singing i thought that was good um and yeah, it was it was just the story of Elvis. But I think when you go see this, other than you that you do learn some things, um, I'm sure a lot of it was just made up for the drama of the film. But with 
with all that being said, the movie to me was amazing. This is definitely in my top ten, and it booted out a movie. So um, I loved it. This this movie was awesome. I'm definitely gonna buy this when it comes out. Hopefully, it's gonna be a steel book. And uh, since it's on Warner Brothers, I'm sure it'll go to HBO Max within a month or two. But um, yeah, if you guys can get out to the theater to see this, definitely go see it. It is worth uh, the hour and, and 39 minutes of your life. So go see this film. It was awesome. Um, yeah, that, that's all I can say about Elvis. Cool. Uh, um, that was it for movies, right? Yeah, that'll do it. Okay. Um. Hey, sorry, everybody. I. I. Yeah. I need to. We need to cut this uh, right about here because uh, I. I got forgot. I got something to do. It's uh. It's just about seven o'clock. Um. But before we get yeah. out of here, do you got any uh recommendations on deck for everyone? Uh. No. I'll skip for this week. Uh. uh we can roll out. <laughs> uh, I can give you mine. Um, I've been listening to this song like constantly. Um, yeah, I'm sure you can tell me which album it's on. I believe it's on uh, the newest one. Um, what is it? The Women in Music, Volume 3, yeah. Part 3 or whatever. Yeah, this is uh, Heim, uh, Gasoline. I just love yeah. this song. <laughs> I think that's one of the songs that I remember the most see uh, both times seeing them live because when we, they got everyone screaming at the beginning um you but I, yeah i just love the song and uh um what's her name playing the drums and singing um danielle oh danielle yeah i don't know I mean, este you're still in my heart but i don't know i don't know what it is now danielle you, you you're stealing you're stealing my love away from your sister but anyway yeah um <laughs> I love that song. Definitely check it out. Um, oh, and movie, check out uh, Lone Survivor. That's on uh, HBO Max. I just watched that. So, but uh, sorry, everyone. I just life, and I forgot because I'm old. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> we went. We went a good amount. This is a good sized episode. We'll yeah. come back with all the uh, normal features. Yep. Um, yeah, but definitely we are gonna do since he suckered me in with these live feeds of big brother yeah. we're, we're gonna do an episode of that and throw it over on anchor uh hopefully really soon but yeah. with that being said everyone um just go check out everything uh dealing here on the network uh, and then go over to anchor listen to all the stuff over there uh, by the time you hear this you, there is a new anchor that's going to be over there mike and i kind of went through this uh, horror zombies list and uh, yeah here are thoughts on those <laughs> over there listen to that uh, go over to T Public, pick up a T-shirt. E Society or MacNez. Follow us on Twitter, E Society Pod, uh, or or uh, other ones, MacNez Pod or the Zisu or Theo Zisu. Follow us on Instagram, E Society Podcast. Still trying to work that out. Uh, at the Zisu, at MacNez or at MacNez Pod. Uh, also follow us on TikTok, E Society Pod. Go over and uh, subscribe to our YouTube page promise we can get more on that and that is it facebook yeah everything over there but with that being said uh thank you everyone that listens to our shows it's, it's i know it's just me complaining in the zisu talking about everything he loves and uh yeah we got more and more for you so definitely come back next week uh sorry we yeah. cut off the the collectible part of it but we'll we'll do more later we'll on back, but, we'll back. yep but with that, everyone, just be safe out there. We'll talk to you next time. And then I know I... Oh, oh 
Oh, uh, if we don't do anything before uh, next episode, I got tickets to go. Oh, no, that's uh, Comic Con this week. Next week, yeah. Okay, well, we'll, we'll have maybe a couple shows before that. I yeah, got yeah. Uh, tickets to go to the season two premiere of Reservation Dogs in yeah. Tulsa. I can't remember what casino it is, but uh, I'm excited. Uh, my wife can go with me, and we're gonna go check out that. So definitely, I'll have videos and everything when I'm out there. But we got more shows to come, and I'll talk about it more in there. But with that, everyone, just be safe out there. We'll talk to you next time and party on. Yep. Thanks everyone for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe. And we'll see you next time, you society.